Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. So it's some 30 years this year, as uh, Dan's been telling you about. As you know, next Sunday we will celebrate. We would love you to be part of that uh, next Sunday. For Fran and me, today is um, 27 years since we started pastoring here. So 1st of March, 1993, for goodness sakes. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. It's, it's not about us in the sense of we're not going to mark that particularly. We survived. A few years ago, two years ago, we did a whole series in February about, um, you know, 25 years. So it's really about the church being 30. But nevertheless, you can't help but reflect back a little, can you, on those anniversary type things and being aware of that. And so I'm not a particularly nostalgic person. (laughs) In fact, I'm whatever is the opposite of nostalgic most of the time. But you can't help but reflect back and you sort of, you know, there have been some good times in 30 years, you would hope. There have been some tough times in 30 years, you would know. And um, sort of a whole lot of stuff that's in the, mid- in the middle of those. And you can't help but think about the things that have happened in those three decades and sort of how they are. And as I've thought about this over this um, period leading up to speaking today and this whole series, I suppose, um, the famous Eugene Peterson's book title of A Long Obedience in the Same Direction has come to mind. And while I guess I'm probably a little close to it to sort of assess you know, kind of our success or not, or, or, our, or, or our failure or not, you know, kind of how things have happened over time. I would love to think that God might feel like there was a church that you could put to a long obedience in the same direction. I think I'd take that. I think I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty excited about that. We've certainly never been the biggest or the flashiest or the trendiest church in town. We've, we've never ha- been the church that everybody is emptying other churches to come to. Um, and I think that's a really good thing. Um, we've never been that sort of a church along the way. But long obedience in the same direction, uh, I would like to think so. I would like to think that wouldn't be a bad description of a church after 30 years. Um, Peterson's book, Long Obedience, is, was written in 1980, a full 10 years before Birkenhead Harvest Church was planted uh, on April the 1st, actually, April Fool's Day. I, I, I just love that sense of 1990. Um, and so he was talking, Peterson was talking about that way back in then. And it was a book on the Song of Ascents. The Song of Ascents are the Psalms from Psalm 120 to 134. And they'd be sung by the pilgrims who were heading up the hill, essentially over days towards Jerusalem to go and worship, to go and connect with God. And Peterson says that these psalms find, or the pilgrims will find encouragement for modern pilgrims as we learn to grow in worship, service, joy, work, happiness, humility, community, and blessing. And as I think back over 30 years, I think we've done something of that. We've learned, I'm not sure that it was always that natural, but to grow in worship, yes, service, yes, joy, work, happiness, humility, community, and blessing. I, I think it's just a beautiful summary, hopefully, of the journey that some of us have been on. Um, 
And then he sums it up, of course, in his book title, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Well, it definitely has been a long time. There is no doubt that 1990 is a long time ago. In 1990, they launched this thing called the Hubble Telescope. That happened in that year, and we got to see uh, the universe as we had never seen it before. That was back in 1990. Adobe Photoshop was launched in 1990. Briar, isn't that cool? Adobe, 1990, long before you were born, I might add. But there you go. Nevertheless, it was. In 1990, we had the sesquicentennial of New Zealand, which is a, was a weird word at the time. It sounds even weirder now. It means 150 years after the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. Um, important year in New Zealand. Um, in 1990, we had three prime ministers. And yes, 1990 was the day of black and white. Um, which is amazing. I was a journalist in the old days. I remember when we started putting colour photos in newspapers and an old crusty journalist said, newspapers are meant to be in black and white, young man. You know, this, you know, colour will never succeed. Well, we had three prime ministers, Geoffrey Palmer, Mike Moore, who just died a couple of weeks ago, and um, Jim Bolger, who became a prime minister, you know, kind of a, one of our longest standing prime ministers. That happened back in 1990. So it's certainly been long. Has it been obedient? I'd like to think that it's been obedient, you know, often or sometimes at least. I was sort of reflecting on obedience, you know, um, in relation to, to some of the things that we've done over the years as a church. Some of you have been here for a long time. Some of you are relatively new. And, and, and some of the steps of obedience that we've taken and, 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 and among a number of things that I can remember, I, I was just sort of reflecting on our church planting um, over the last five or so years and, and having planted out two fantastic churches, Central Vineyard and Coast Vineyard, so on the Hibiscus Coast and in the centre of town and, and the, the process of planting and, and the faith that it takes for the sending church to send because you're sending, in both of those cases, dozens of people from our church to other places to have a representation of what they would be. And, you know, kind of it was very costly, um, and yet it seemed to be the right thing to do. And I think at least in that sense we've, we could be say that it's been a long obedience because we've sought to be obedient. And both of those pastors of those churches, Matt and Jacinda Lilly, will be at our service next Sunday night. Dan and Gab Sheed will be at our service. In fact, Dan will be speaking part of our service next Sunday morning because we're proud of them and they're part of us and they're part of our story. It's important that we know the story and, the, and where we've been. So along obedience and in the same direction, I, I think in the same direction, we have continually um, kind of proclaimed the name of Jesus. We have sought to draw close to who and what Jesus is. Um, we have loved God and loved others with passion or with desire or we've sought to be that sort of a church. Even in our symbol is the sense of Jesus being in the center and us as we come together and the closer we get together, the closer we are to Jesus, but also the sense of being released to go and do the things that Jesus wants us to do. I think a long obedience in the same direction is something that we could claim along the way. Psalm 121, one of those um, songs of ascent, Psalms of Ascent, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And further on in verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So it's a kind of a little bit of the a little bit of sort of context and coming into next week where we will mainly lay claim 
to what we're doing. A little bit of the nostalgia. I, I just want to kind of move into the second phase of my message this morning, where I want to I wanted to speak into where we are as a church right now, and then I want to come back to the Psalms of Ascent um, at the end and see whether there's anything that God might want to say to us this morning, or, or maybe for the next 30 years, or whatever He might want to say um, as we continue with our message today. If you've been with us in church over the last little while, sorry, um, in February, we've done this great series called Becoming One, where connection has become the the important theme of at least the first part of our year, and maybe all year, and those connecting over food events that we've done, a brilliant title, I might add, DG, um, has, seems to have been a fantastic thing that we've, we've warmed to and we've, and we've come together over. I think that's been a really worthwhile. Then we hit March, and obviously we have our 30th birthday. So just a little bit about next week, you know, kind of it's going to be, we're going to be looking at both past, present, and future. We're going to, we're going to reminisce a bit. We're going to worship God. God. We're going to reconnect. We're going to have people who are visiting. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have some sort of stalls and stands down in the car park, so you won't be able to park down there. So again, if you get here a bit early, um, if you expect, you know, kind of to be with um, people, maybe more people that you don't recognize, but they may be heroes of our past who are beside you and we're here because they were here or something like that. And we're really looking forward to that. Then, of course, we have camp out. And again, we would love you just to come because it, it feels like that's the best way, the best connection event yet. And so if you're only going to come for a day, Saturday's probably the day, unless you want to get up really early because we're going to do sunrise communion. It's about quarter past seven that the sun's rising at the moment. And if you can get up there, but you have to leave Auckland by about six, it's, it will be worth it. It's magnificent, beautiful, gobsmacking, and we're, we're, we're in the middle of God's creation there. And we're going to baptize, we have at least one person we're going to baptize. It's, it's just going to be fantastic. And then, as we said before, we're connecting over food and home. So, so Nico, as you've done, I mean, how many times has this guy handed out clipboards over the last 30 years? I, I, would, I would tell you how to do this, but I think you might know how to do this better than me. So I wonder whether, and so the idea of connecting and food over homes for our, for our morning congregation, it's Sunday the 22nd. If you'd like to be a home that you'd like to host people from your community, like of our people in your area, put it down in that, in that top part. And if you would like to be someone who would like to go to a home, but, but put your name down. This is going to be great. This is going to just be the best thing that you can possibly do. We would love you to do that. Connecting over food and homes, such a good title, is going to be a great thing for us to do along the way. What are we doing in April? We're going to be moving into Lent and Easter. Um, you know, the, the, the climax, I guess, of our whole faith, of our whole understanding, and so we will be exploring um, the whole journey to the cross and um, the triumph of Easter Sunday, be there with us. The Connecting in Homes theme will continue and, and grow from there because we will be launching and we'll be working towards our community groups starting. So some of our community groups are already up and running, but because we've been doing all of these large-scale connection and, and um, over food events, we've, we've sort of just um, held off as a, as a sort of a, a sweeping wave um, doing our connection in homes. But where community groups are, uh, you know, being, being primed at the moment, um, if you're part of one, just keep doing. It's fantastic that they're happening already. But the whole sort of suite of them will happen um, more or less as we go into term two. And we're also going to be talking a fair bit, I think, about connecting by serving. 
Because one of the ways that you connect is shoulder to shoulder, not just face to face. You know, kind of face to face, particularly if you're an introvert, can be quite an awkward thing. But when you kind of roll up your sleeves together, when you get into the kitchen together, where, when you sort of, you know, have an opportunity to serve together, um, it's a great opportunity to do. And so I've been kind of canvassing the people in our church who have teams. And I'm, I'm, over the next six weeks or so, we're going to be making that a little bit of an emphasis. It would be wonderful if everybody within our community was in some way serving within our community. Um, and I think that the connection will go deeper if we're able to do that. Just a, just a quick flick through some of the areas. And this is not all the areas where we have teams. But First Impressions is a team that we put together to meet you and greet you on the way in. And we're growing that, we're building that, and we're, we're figuring out what it might look like in our context. Um, but um, Wendy, who, who, who coordinates that group, you know, would, would love to have about six more people. I mean, it's like, you know, that, that's an awful lot of people, isn't it? But to create a warm and wonderful welcome, how cool would that be? Mainly music, Friday morning, you know, kind of movement to, to music um, for toddlers and preschoolers and their parents and grandparents, and there's lots of immigrants, and it's just this fantastic thing that Kathy McLaughlin's leading up and Fraser uh, is leading up, and, and, and they could do with, you know, some, a variety of people to help in the kitchen, to help with, you know, kind of warmth and serving and all of those sorts of things. It would be a great thing to be able able to, um, uh, you know, to just to fully staff a mainly music and see what could happen if we could do that. Worship, we, um, oh, no, sorry, um, I want to stay with that. Worship, we, um, in, in worship, uh, because of a, a variety of things ranging from paternity leave, Calvin, um, to uh, people moving out of Auckland, um, uh, Steve, we uh, probably only have really have one drummer who is kind of going to be active over the next four or six months. We do need drummers if there are drummers around. Um, we need guitarists. We need bass players. We do need a, a coordinator of worship overall. So worship's really important. Youth. Rupert has a bit of a hankering for some older people to be involved in his youth program, for some help on a Wednesday night. You know, maybe a couple of female leaders and a, and a, and a male leader. We have a beautiful thing happening with our youth after our Sunday night services that they're coming to Sunday night fully part participating and then wanting to hang out afterwards and at the moment we kind of have the awkward thing is because they're a bit young we can't just leave them in the building on their own and so you know somebody who could be you know kind of um, sort of responsible to pack up and lock up on a rostering basis you know kind of it's, it's the ideal world but wouldn't it be fantastic if we were able to really invest in that we have evening service team too um, you know kind of within our congregation we have quite a lot of people from the evening service who serve in the morning particularly in children's church but the opportunity would be there for people in the you know kind of morning service to serve in the evening service and what a great connection that would be and then we have our food bank. And as I say, you know, with this children's ministry, there's very other th various other things we do that would love at the moment to have a driver on a Wednesday and a Monday, sort of about the middle of the day, to, to, to feed people along the way. And um, with that, I want to introduce you to Mel Pollock. Melanie um, is our new food bank coordinator. Why don't you come up? Yeah, let's give her a hand. I think they want to do that, eh? So welcome, welcome. Tell us about yourself. You've been here for how long? Uh, I've been coming for about, just about a year now. Okay, and so you've um, tell us about your your business and and the things that you've done, um, and then how you got onto the food bank. 
Um, so my business is in the film and television industry and um, I decided to um, take a step back from the business to focus on doing some more charity work. Um, so I spent a year doing a few different voluntary work for a few different um, organisations and then um, heard about the food bank late last year. So, How fantastic. Yeah. Tell us about the food bank. What does it look like? How does someone get a parcel? Um, you know, what's, what's its scope? Um, so the food bank delivers parcels to around 30 to 40 people a month. Um, the families come through to us through different agencies around the North Shore. Um, and so we um, deliver mostly to North Shore families. Okay. And you have ongoing needs for food, I presume? Uh, yes, we always need food. Um, so non-perishable items are good, tea, coffee, cereals, um, biscuits, things like that. Um, yeah. Okay, and I mentioned drivers. Is that that's kind of a current, you know, reasonably significant need you have? Um, yes. So we have a gap on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, so if anyone's looking for <laughs> some voluntary work, that would be great. Okay. So this is Mel. Um, her email address is foodbank at SVC. Is that yeah. is that how we do that? And you could email her. Um, you could volunteer. I wonder. Should we do a little experiment? Do, do we have? Um, could, do we have anyone here who could do Monday or Wednesday on a regular basis? We're just kind of see, seeing we're there. Anybody, anybody kind of have a free? I thought we might get a hand or two. You never know. <laughs> nobody, nobody immediately? All right, we'll have to do that tonight. You have to come back tonight and we have to kind of hassle them a little bit more. So, so there we go, Monday and Wednesday. It's just doing a fantastic job and Melanie's come in and she's sort of, you know, t taking it on from where so many other people have left off. So what a blessing you are. So thank you very much. Let's give her a hand again. Eh? So just in talking about, you know, where we're at as a church, a couple of things to look out for. We're still looking to make a, a couple of significant staff appointments. So our board's meeting this week to kind of continue to ponder that. Uh, we, do, we do need to, to make an appointment in, in the area of worship in particular, um, but also sort of, you know, a, a sort of an executive role sort of in, in the running of the church. And so that's something that we would love you to be prayerful about. It hasn't been an easy process of finding the right person. We're, we're talking to interesting people, um, but so far it hasn't really pulled together. So we'd love you to know about that. And the other thing I want to let you know about is we've taken some, some extra office space upstairs. So those of you who have um, teenagers will know they've been up there the last couple of weeks. It's about four or five different offices. It's in an interesting um, uh, configuration at the moment that we'll probably realign. And we're just figuring out what the best use is for it. But it's the first time in five years that we've had extra space in the building and we decided that it was an important thing to grab. And so watch the space. There's more information coming out over that. So that kind of picks you up a little on some of the things that we're doing and where we're at as a church. And I hope that's, that's helpful for us. I want to, um, as we move into the last um, part of our message, just bring your attention to this cross that you would normally see on the... not sure how to do this. That you normally see on the wall over there. All of those things on the wall have, are part of our story. And the cross part of the story goes back maybe, I'm not sure, maybe 15 years ago, because over 30 years as a church, there are times where you feel like, I don't know whether we're opening the doors again next year, next week, well, next week even, certainly next year. You, you know, you just wonder whether, you know, kind of you've, you've done your day and whether you can do it yourself again, 
or indeed whether there's the enthusiasm in general to continue to do this thing. And so um, maybe about 15 years ago, Fran and I were walking along Takapuna Beach one day, and I, I don't know why I remember the, remember the amount of money more than I remember anything else, but it was like we had $7,000 in the bank and, and dropping. So 7000 might sound, I don't know if it sounds like a lot or not, but it, it, it wasn't much. And we decided in that moment that let's just do something to go out with a blaze or, or um, see whether God might do something. It was just one of those moments. And from time to time, you know, probably we all have those moments over a 30-year period. And so we, um, we, we did a letterbox drop. And on that first Sunday after letterbox drop, four new families arrived in our church and, and, and things seemed to turn around from that time. And we bought this cross um, because it sort of allowed us to focus on what we were really around for. And we put it up the front of Northcote College every Sunday. And when we had an evening congregation out at Bayswater, some of you remember that, we would just take it. We'd just throw it in the car and we'd take it. And it was like our rallying point for each of those times. And as we would look back over that time, that would be one of the key moments for us as a church. And this is our last day. You might have seen it on Facebook this year at Northcote College where we set up and broke down every Sunday for 20 years. And the cross is out the front because it really means something. It meant something. Now, now of course, we just put it on a wall now and we just walk past it. And I guess we have another cross now that we're doing. But it's a representation of the ongoing journey of the things that have happened and it's a great time at 30 years to begin to sort of think about that. And so as we, as we think about the whole song of ascents, because the long obedience in the same direction came out of the song of ascents, I wanted to, if we put aside all of the, the stories of the past and, and we thought about it from the scriptures of the things that God might say to us today in our own long obedience in the same direction, it seemed like a significant thing to touch in and tap in to who and what we have been and to recognize that what we are today is what we are today. That each one of us who may have only been here for, you know, kind of a week or five weeks or a year or something like that is now a significant part of who and what we're doing for the next 30 years. The next decade is in our hands, the next opportunity to go forward because it's now our turn. And so I think about, and I'm, I may get into trouble because I, because I may miss someone along the way, but Melanie, she is representing a line that started with Deborah Lee, who handed over to Jackie, who handed over to Adele, who handed over to Sandy, or maybe that was the other way around, actually, who handed over to Riley, who handed over to Liesl, who handed over to Melanie. Maybe I've missed someone if I have, particularly if you're here, I apologize. But it's incredible that was what's happened along the way. We have a food bank today, not because of Melanie, but because of the people who had it in their heart and were able to take it forward from here. And so what's God saying to us as we have the opportunity of taking a church forward from 30 years of long uh, obedience in the same direction? And so this week I've been reading the Psalms, the, song, the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 120 to 134. You might like to read them this week if you haven't got any particular direction in your, in your Bible reading at the moment. Almost all of them are only six or eight verses long. They're, they're a pretty easy read, pretty inspirational, particularly if you think about pilgrims singing them as they labored their way towards Jerusalem. 
And so I've just got to conclude today a few short ideas that come out of those psalms. I think the psalms of ascent invite us as a church for the next decade or for the next year or for the next three decades towards pilgrimage. Um, Psalm 121 says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There's something about this pilgrimage that is really significant. I learned a new phrase this week in some of my study, and it's a phrase of, of progression of people's spiritual lives. And, and here were the three words, a progression from um, certainty to searching to intimacy. Okay, so certainty to searching to intimacy. So there's a researcher um, who sort of concluded that this is the, some of the process. You think, well, you just go start at certainty and you'd stay in certainty. But when I think about it in the context of a church plant, you know, there's a certainty that we're going to plant a church because God's called us to do it. And we're going we're gonna to win the, you know, if not the world, then the city. And if not the city, then the suburb. And, the, and you have this kind of sense and you, you do this with, with great gusto. And, you know, kind of Central Vineyard's done that and Coast Vineyard's done that and Shore Vineyard back in the day has done that. But then you go into a time of searching because it's actually hard to, to run a church. It's hard to plant and grow a church. Or, as you may have noticed, it's hard to run a Christian life, to be a believer, to be a disciple. You go from certainty and then you search. It's, this is Difficult. And sometimes we might think, well, if you can just get through that searching, you'll, get, you'll be successful or you'll be, you know, kind of you'll grow or you'll... And this thing is, is the, the journey to intimacy. It's the journey of pilgrimage that we're invited to. And I think the Psalms of Ascent invite us to a pilgrimage. And if we, if a long obedience in the same direction out of those scriptures invites us to anything as a church, it's an invitation to pilgrimage. And so Peterson says, we would very soon become contemptuous of a God whom we could figure out like a puzzle or learn to use like a tool. You know, kind of this is the journey that we're on together. Oh, magnificent. How great is it to be on that journey together? What else would the songs of ascent call us to? I think it would call us to unity. This is the most famous of the Psalms of Ascent is Psalm 133. It goes like this. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's bed, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. You know, we, um, as we look back over our time as a church, we have had some very difficult things, and we've had some things that have been, I guess, inflicted on us by people's, I, I guess, their sin in a way. And yet we've never had a significant, I don't know, split or, you know, kind of disaffected group or, you know, kind of people. And, and I think, you know, kind of what a tribute to everybody because it's not like we've never had any hard times. It's not like we've never disagreed or anything like that. But what a precious thing that's been over 30 years. And so for a sense of the call to unity ongoing is a really important thing. And you've got to wrestle with those things. I mean, our unity is never going to be me pounding the pulpit at the front and saying you have to do this and you have to believe this and you have to do it. It's always going to be let's be together as we grow together. What a, what a challenge and what a call that is. What else are we called to? The call to hope um, is something that um, I think is in the Songs of Ascent. I wait for the Lord, it says in Psalm 130. My whole being 
waits, and in his word I put my hope. goes on from there, I wait for the Lord more than the watchman, wait in the morning, more than the watchman, wait in the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is redemption. And I, I wondered in reading that during this week whether this might even be a message for someone here today. You know, kind of someone who's struggling in hope, someone who's sort of saying, I, I, my hope has run out. You know, even in the midst of a hopeful season, perhaps for us as a church, there will be people for whom hope is struggling. And I just think, you know, kind of the, the Psalms of Ascent are so real. Not all of us walk to Jerusalem with a happy skip in our step. Some of us walk to Jerusalem in pain and struggling, and we have to help each other along. But we're walking to Jerusalem together as anyway. And then finally, I think it would remind us that this is God's work, how important it is. And Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Eugene Peterson, in his book, says, God is for us. God is our help. 30 years, eh? 27 years, eh? It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. What a... What a great God we serve, what a great group of people we have, what a great opportunity it is for us to continue to grow, to build, to develop, to follow uh, in the long obedience in the same direction that I think we could probably claim. And um, what a wonderful thing that God is doing in our midst even now. So would you stand with me? And I just want to spend a few moments in prayer, and I'm just going to invite you to engage with one of those one of those ideas. So I will, I'll just pray you through it. And I, think what, I think we can trust God just to allow him to speak to us, to land on one of those things. And we're just going to pray a wee prayer in, um, in each of those areas. And then I'm going to finish with a benediction that comes out of Psalm 128 and pray it over you today. So let's just pray. So Lord, we come before you Lord, as those who represent Shaw Vineyard at the 30-year mark. And Lord, some of us have been here since day one, and some of us, we're just, we're just arriving. And Lord, we just thank you for, for the various journeys that have brought us here and intersected. And we welcome your presence. And so God, I want to ask you to speak to us this morning. Lord, I pray for those who even this morning that you might just drop into their heart the, the importance of the journey of pilgrimage. Lord, would you come? You know, if you feel that that's you, just stay there. Just let God, let God continue to call you and to, to grow that idea. And Lord, those who put within their heart, you know, a sense of unity, a sense of preserving unity, maybe maybe, maybe even a sense of, man, I, I don't want to be someone who's in disunity, whatever you would say, God. And if you sense that, stay there. And Lord, I pray for those who are hopeless in the real sense of that term. Lord, who are struggling for hope. Lord, would you Minister to them and reach them. And if that's you, I'd urge you to stay there. And Lord, I pray for those for whom maybe 
it's important to know today that it's your work and not their work. Lord, would you just lift the burden off those of us who sometimes take on too much? And would you do that? So, God, would you, would you just touch our hearts around our building today? Lord, in the areas of pilgrimage, in the areas of unity, in the areas of hope, and in the areas of your great will. And we reach out to you for a moment. And Lord, from Psalm 128, I pray as a blessing, as a benediction, as we close today, for each and every one who's here, and for 30 years of people who have been here, may the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Peace be on Shore Vineyard. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.